0: Greetings and blessings. Welcome to another episode of Get Right for Sunday. We'll be looking at the readings and propers for the purification of Mary and the presentation of our Lord. I am Pastor Wright
1: and I'm Vicar Pearson and I've got the Old Testament reading for us today which comes from 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 1 through 28. The man Elkanah And his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him, so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and shall dwell there for ever." Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, along with a three year old bull, an epot of flour, and a skin of wine, and she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh, and the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull, and they brought the child to Eli, and he said, O oh, my lord, as you live, my lord, I am the woman who was standing here in your presence, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me in my petition, That I made to him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. This reading is fascinating because, to give a little backstory, Hannah has been praying that she could have a child. She's been barren, and the Lord grants her this child, but she's made the promise that if the Lord grants her a child, she will devote his life to the service of God. And so Samuel, the son, becomes the servant of God at the age of three. So when he is weaned, which is uh, roughly around three years old uh, in, their, in their customs, he's brought to the temple and devoted thereafter to the service of God. And the faith of the parents to give their son over to be a servant of of God, the son that they've prayed for, the son that they've waited for, to entrust him to the Lord, to be the Lord's servant. And of course, we see this is foreshadowing of God sending his only begotten son to us, to be the Christ, to be the one who serves God in truth and purity and does what none of the other servants of God have been able to do.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. And when the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. To your people Israel. This is a fascinating reading for the beginning of it is just the simple idea that we have the Christ child, still little, still completely and utterly dependent upon his parents for life. But of course, we know uh, Jesus as full man and full God. And on this eighth day, His parents take him to the temple to present him as it is uh, commanded in the law of the Lord that every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. We see that Jesus in his full divinity and full humanity is being subservient. He is serving. He has subjected himself to being carried, being brought to the temple. And here we have the Lord being presented to the Lord. We have God coming to God. But we see this in the fulfillment of all the things that we have not done and literally cannot do on our own power and might. He stands in our place to do what we have been unable to do. For we hear in Exodus that when God is calling his people Israel, he calls them, this is my firstborn, and they will be holy because I make them holy, because I claim them, I will keep them, I will preserve them, and I will claim them. And we all know what the Israelites do as they are punished to wander 40 years, and even after they get into the promised land, how they continue their unfaithfulness to God. And here, being presented to God is the one who will fulfill all our unfaithfulness by being perfectly faithful and subjecting himself to our God in our stead so that we get to have his great and wondrous perfect work in the fulfillment of the law,
1: so I think it's fascinating to look at not only the children who are presented here, you know Samuel and Jesus, but also looking at the parents and looking at the surrounding context of how we got to this point of bringing this child to the temple, how they're being presented, why they're being presented, um, and there's some contrast between Elkanah and Hannah and Mary, and Joseph, because Elkanah and Hannah have been been waiting for this child. They've been praying for this child, and the child comes, and they promise to devote him to the Lord. Whereas with Mary and Joseph, it's a surprise (laughs) that the baby Jesus has come unto them, and they're told right off the bat that this child will be the Messiah, that this child will be the one that other people have been waiting for, that all of Israel has been waiting for, and the whole creation has been waiting for. And they are wrapped into the process of God's salvation that he is bringing through this child. And the fact that the bringing of the child, then the blessing, is a sort of identity giving. That as Samuel comes to the temple from his birth to his commissioning at the temple at age three, Samuel is, bar none, a servant of God. That is his identity. This is who he is, what he is, all the days of his life. And that Christ is the same, even that name, Christ, God's anointed, tells us who he is. And that's what's happening in the season of Epiphany. Christ is revealing who and what he is is in his incarnation. Now that he's come, he's showing us what exactly he's here to do, who exactly he is, so that you can't miss it.
0: I think that comes out uh, very clearly in the the song of Simeon, especially the the last uh, two verses that you have prepared in the presence of all people. Of course, it is God coming into creation. You can't miss the fact that God has shown up. And then a light for revelation to the Gentiles for the glory of your people Israel. And we get this inclusion. It is the whole idea that we have God coming to his people so that others may see. And I think, I I don't think, I I, I think it is a beautiful imagery of his parents, as you were mentioning. And the following verse that's not read, 33, 33, And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And again, they had all these miraculous acts leading up to the the pregnancy, the birth, and all that is to come after. And here with Simeon holding the Christ child, they are yet again marveling at all the things that have been said about this surprise child. The fulfillment of the whole Old Testament is right there in front of them, and they marvel. And I think that should be our position at all the words of the prophets, the prophecies, the fulfillment, and Christ's words. We should marvel at what is said about him and what is said from him. And this is the the great and wondrous thing. And I think uh, the parents really embody the church. They get to see that they are participating in the work of the Lord as it's done through them. And it doesn't mean that we now have to give up our children, but it's the idea that we realize that all we have is a gift from God and we get to be of service to him in the blessings that he continues to provide.
1: I think that, that point you just made, that not that we have to give up our children, Yes, but in a way we do give up our children to the Lord in baptism. We hand them over and we entrust them to the Lord's care. Even as from day one, even from conception, we are protected, guided, and uh, held by God. And we entrust our children, we entrust ourselves to God's care and to God's direction. And, And we need not lose sight of that. But this is not an entrusting in the sense that um, Elkanah and Hannah hand over their son and send him off and they don't see him again. This is an entrusting in the sense that we still take care of them. We still tend to them and God takes care of them through us, through our parents, through these earthly means. But it is ultimately God who determines our welfare, God who watches over us, God who Tends to us and cares for us. And so in the Christian church, we do entrust ourselves and give ourselves to the service of God, no matter what your vocation is. If you are a full-time church worker, or if you're um, a member of the church, if you volunteer in any way, if you do uh, good works, acts of mercy, any of these things, you are entrusting yourself to the service of the Lord, because that's what the gospel does to us.
0: Well, and in this entrusting to the Lord, it's our identity. This is what we do. This is who we are. And we get to do this. It is gift language. But again, it points to we're the servants of God placed in these various vocations and places to live out our identity in him. I hope and pray that this little podcast has been a blessing to you as you prepare to meet your Lord in the divine service. We meet on Saturdays at 6 o'clock and Sundays at 8 and 10.30 with Bible Sunday School in between. God's peace.